0: Hollywood, chapter 13 in the Chronicles of River's End. The star of the show, Gene Herschel, in his greatest of all roles. The title of the show, Dr. Christian. The sponsors of the show, the Cheesebro Manufacturing Company, owners of the trademark Vaseline. Vaseline petroleum jelly is the handiest thing in the house for first aid purposes. Skin abrasions, minor cuts, scratches, wounds, burns, and skulls, all should be treated at once with Vaseline jelly. It not only soothes the discomfort, but promotes healing. Doctors will approve the use of Vaseline jelly for these purposes because it is manufactured with scrupulous care, sterilized in the making, and packed in sterilized containers. Vaseline jelly is a useful remedy for rough, chapped hands, Literally millions of users have found out that an inexpensive tube or jar of this product will overcome and banish roughness, redness, sore hangnails, and other skin troubles. It is the best product of its kind that can be made and costs only a few cents anywhere in the United States and Canada. Nobody need be without the comfort it brings. <laughs> We take you now to River's End for today's story of Dr. Christian starring Jean Herschel, famous screen actor. It is late afternoon of a spring day.
1: Dr. Christian's
2: office? Oh, yes, Mrs. Foote. Tomorrow morning? I'm afraid tomorrow morning will be kind of broken into. Mr. Lane's funeral is at 11, you know. Yes, 11. Why, right at the house, I suppose. Could you drop in later in the day and said... Five o'clock? Oh, all right. Goodbye.
3: The services will be at the church.
2: Oh, hello, Dr. Christian. I didn't hear you come in.
3: The old lady wanted to help him head to the house, but her children overruled her.
2: Uh, how did you find her?
3: Mrs. Lane? Stacy <laughs> as ever.
2: Oh, she's up then.
3: But she was never down.
1: Well, I thought in the way Mrs. Murray spoke that... that she... her
3: mother was in the state of collapse? Mm-hmm. I know. That's Ella Murray for you. Always following the formula. The reason you believe with should be prostrated. <laughs> so Ella sends for me. And what do I find the old lady doing when I get there? What? Baking a cake. No. <laughs> two uh, cakes, in fact. And did they smell good? Ah, uh,
2: you don't need to tell me. Are the Lane children all here?
3: Yes. Lucy arrived at noon today. The two parted way.
2: How exciting. Oh,
3: it wasn't necessary. But it was more dramatic. You should see her, Judy. She looks just as if she stepped out of the pages of one of those fashion magazines she works for. Uh.
2: Is she married yet?
3: No, still an old maid. Ah, Dr. Christian. What's the matter?
2: Don't you know there's no such thing as an old maid anymore?
3: Well, if you're 30 years old and not married... You're
2: single, that's all.
3: <laughs> oh, I see.
2: What about Dick's
3: wife? Is she good looking? Very. Oh, by the way, Dick told me to send my bill to him for whatever I did for his father. Good. He gave me a card with his business address. I got it here in my pocket somewhere. I'm
2: glad he's going to take care of it. I don't think Mrs. Lane has much of anything.
3: Well, she has nothing at all. The child he earned as village clerk was just enough for him to live on. Of course, that'll start now.
2: Dick's well off, though.
3: All three children are uh, well off.
2: Well, then she won't have
1: to worry.
3: Not about money.
1: They'll look out for her. I'm afraid so. You're afraid?
3: Here, Judy. Here's Dick's cart. Mm-hmm.
4: Mother in here now and get it over with. She's in the kitchen. As usual. Mother? Oh, Mother?
0: Yes,
4: Can yes. you come in for a minute?
1: I will, I think.
2: Oh, I hope she won't get too upset. Nonsense. It'll be a great relief to her. What is
1: it?
4: Come in, Mother.
2: Yes? Mother, we've been talking about a plan.
4: Plan? For you. Oh,
2: and we want to tell you what we've decided.
4: Now sit down over here, Mother.
2: Well, now, if we're going to talk, let's all go in the
1: kitchen. But, Mother... I never could talk in the parlor.
2: All you'll have to do is listen, Mother dear. With the kitchen so much cheerier. Well, then let's adjourn to the kitchen by all means. If a mere daughter-in-law may be permitted to put her all in this family <laughs> conflict. Oh, my dear child. In
4: the kitchen it is, then. Come on.
2: Oh, very well. I guess we can talk just as well in the kitchen.
4: Come along, Lucy. We'll tell her in there. Whatever you think, of.
1: Oh, this is a nice room. The nicest room in the whole house, because it's the one that's used the most. We've always
4: eaten in the kitchen. Oh, now, Mother. Well,
1: now we have. Why, you children even used to take your baths in the kitchen.
4: <clears throat> well, we haven't got much time, Mother, so if you don't mind cutting out the reminiscences. Well, I'm sorry. I, I thought Gloria would be interested.
1: I am interested. I don't know why Dick's never told me any of these things.
4: uh... So long ago, I hardly remember them.
1: You don't remember?
4: Well, only they. Why, you
1: certainly remember bringing your clothes down here to get dressed on cold winter mornings. You did that even when you were home for vacations from college. We'd get a roaring fire going in the range, Gloria. And then, while I was starting breakfast, Mr. Lane would shave. That little mirror by the sink was here. Do you know, this is the first old fashioned range I've ever seen at close range. Oh, <laughs> Gloria. <A pun. laughs> Well, as a matter of fact, that old range is the only thing in the kitchen I'd like different. I'm an old-fashioned cook, but I have got a hankering for a real up-to-date stove. You know, the kind with the little contraption that shows how hot your oven is and all.
2: (laughs) Well, from now on, you'll not be needing a range at all, Mother. What do you mean? From now on, you're not going to be doing any cooking, dear. Well, has Dr. Christian. Now, Doctor Christian has nothing to do with it.
4: You've slaved all your life, Mother, and it's time you took it easy.
2: So we're going to pick you right up out of here and see if Take that you're... me away. Now wait, Mother. See, wait until I've finished. You're going to come and make your home with me?
4: We all offer.
2: We all wanted you, Mother. But I'm
1: the logical one to have you. Yes, but you haven't got room for me, Ellie.
2: I have a guest room that I almost never use. We'll fix that oh, up. But all my
1: things, I could never get them all in one room. You can leave most of
2: them right here, dear. Oh, but I can And just take with you the little things that you want to make your room seem homey. Your pictures and your work basket. And
4: I'm going to give you a radio, Mother. Thank you,
2: boy. It's but... a lovely south room. You'll have the
1: sun all day long. So you're... you're all being very kind to me and... I don't want you to think I'm ungrateful, but I, I couldn't think of leaving here.
4: Now, no, listen,
1: Mother. No, this is my home. I, I've lived here ever since I was married. You children were all born here. Your father died here.
4: And I want to stay.
1: But it's out of the question, Mother. You
4: can't live here all alone.
1: It's too lonely. It's no lonelier than anywhere else.
4: But Lucy means it, it isn't safe. Why not? Well, if you were taken but sick... But I've got a
1: telephone and... Neighbors on both sides of me? Such as they are. They're good neighbors. Mrs. Polakos and the Radics too.
4: They're not your kind, though, Mother. This part of town is run down terribly. Oh, has it? I had not noticed.
2: And you must remember you're not as young as you were, Mother. But I'm perfectly well. Now, your blood pressure
1: is considerably higher than it ought to be. I never knew I had blood pressure until you insisted on taking me to the doctor for a checkup. And I don't doubt that what you paid absolutely no attention to what he told you.
2: You still eat red meat, you put quantities of salt on your food, and you take no rest in the daytime.
1: Why should I
2: lay
4: down and rest?
2: I'm not tired. But that's the insidious thing about high blood pressure. It's stimulating. It makes a person want to keep going. And I'm glad I got it. Oh,
4: Mother, you talk like a child. And
2: she acts like a child. It's high time somebody took care of her. Oh,
4: please, children.
1: I'll be good, I promise you. I won't eat any more beefsteak or salt or coffee, and I'll take a nap after dinner every day. I'll do everything the doctor tells me to only. Let me do it here. I want to stay here. Please
4: don't take me away.
2: You only make it harder for everybody by arguing, Oh, let Mother. me stay a little while anyway. The no, sooner no, you make the break, the better, dear.
4: I'd like to see you safely settle at Ella's before I go back.
1: But you're going tomorrow. Yes. Why, I I simply couldn't move as soon as that. There's so much to do. We'll all help you, Mother.
2: Yes, Lucy and I will start looking over your things right now. Oh, and deciding children, just...
1: please.
2: I'm sorry, Mother, but we know best.
0: Before continuing our Dr. Christian story, may I take a moment to tell you something about Vaseline Hair Tonic that you will find beneficial to the health and appearance of your hair. Massaged into the scalp, Vaseline Hair Tonic does for the scalp just what fine facial creams do for the complexion. It cleans and lubricates without irritation, dissolving out the surface accumulation of oil and dust. It should therefore be used always before you shampoo your hair, and this applies equally to men, women, and children. Then, after the shampoo, if you have difficulty keeping your hair in place, brush a few drops of the tonic on it again. You'll find this two-way Vaseline hair tonic treatment will contribute greatly to the health and beauty of your hair. Vaseline hair tonic comes in two sizes, priced at 40 and 70 cents, and there's enough in the 40-cent size for from six to ten weekly massages, as well as daily grooming between shampoos. We return you now to our Dr. Christian story. It's six months since the well-meaning Ella Lane Murray moved her mother to her own modern home. Dr. Christian, out on his rounds, stops to call on the old lady. No one seems to be at home, so he goes quietly upstairs to Mrs. Lane's room. She is sitting, listening intently to the radio.
2: Wipe the little skin it, and cut the stalks in one-inch pieces. Put in the preserving kettle and add two pounds of sugar, seven-eighths of a cup of vinegar... One teaspoon of cinnamon and one half
1: teaspoon. May I come in? Oh. Dr. Christian.
3: I was afraid you had company when I heard the strange voice. And
1: I was afraid you was there. Afraid? She told me to listen to some music appreciation hour while she was out, and instead I tuned in on a cooking class.
3: <laughs> As if you needed any instruction in cooking.
1: Well, this was a new recipe for a spiced rhubarb.
3: And I've kept you from hearing it. I'm so sorry.
1: No, it don't make any difference. I wouldn't be making it anyway. Sit down, Doctor. You take that easy chair over there.
3: Well, how about you taking it yourself? i you like let a me... chair
1: I can get out of, you lady. This deep one sort of swallow me up.
3: Hmm. Did you bring your old rocking chair with you?
1: No, that's a little over at the house in the kitchen.
3: Squeaking old?
1: You remember the squeak?
3: Oh, I loved it.
1: Well, <laughs> no, that's funny. Ella says it always drove her crazy.
3: Why, a walking chair is supposed
1: to squeak. Oh, well, Ellie don't think anything ought to squeak. There ain't a squeak in this house, Dr. Christian. Not a board or a stair tread or a door hinge.
3: Not even a mouse?
1: Mice. In Ella's house?
3: <laughs> well, the next time I come to see you, I shall wear a pair of squeaky shoes.
1: <laughs> Go here, light up your pipe, Doctor Christian.
3: You sure you don't mind?
1: Mind. I've been longing to smell Charlie's pipe again.
3: Why don't you try a pipe yourself, Mrs. Oh, Lane?
1: mercy on us. Me smoke a
3: pipe. Well, our grandmothers used to smoke them, even if we don't admit it.
1: Ella smoked cigarettes in a, in a holder a foot long. You know, Ella really is a marvel. I can't imagine how anybody like me ever come to have such an efficient daughter.
3: I know. I worked in the new schoolhouse committee with her.
1: Well, you should live in her household. I've been here for six months, Doctor. And not once has she ever forgotten to order everything she needed from the grocer. Not once has the clock run down. Not once has her husband found a hole in a clean pair of socks.
3: Ah, that's because you're here to mend them.
1: Mm. <laughs> If you think Ella lets me do a lick of work, you're very much mistaken. I, I'm not allowed to lift a finger. Really? I went down into the kitchen once when I first moved here and helped the hired girl shell some peas. Ella didn't like it a bit. So I, I never did it again. Ella's got a lovely stove, doctor. Just the kind I'd picked out. White with red and black trim and the little bell that rings when your breakfast egg is boiled. <laughs> Not that I ever boil anything. Ella sends my breakfast up to me every morning on a tray.
3: Ooh, what luxury?
1: Crumbs in your bed.
3: <laughs>
1: Bad enough when the body's thick and can't get up. But when you're perfectly well...
3: Well, the rest probably does you good.
1: Well, I get too much rest. Oh, if if only I could get more tired. I'd sleep better nights.
3: Aren't you sleeping well nights?
1: No, I... Oh, I do sleep pretty well, sometimes. What seems to be your trouble? Trouble ain't with me. It's the bed.
3: Oh, it's not comfortable? After
1: you've slept in the same bed for nearly 50 years, Doctor. No other bed seems comfortable. This one hasn't got any hollows. And I'm scared to death I'll fall out of it.
3: You wouldn't have so far to fall as from your old bed. Oh,
1: my old bed was wide, though. Wide enough for the whole family to crawl into on Sunday morning.
3: Aye, wide and handsome. Oh, (laughs) it
1: was handsome, wasn't it? With all that carving on the headboard. And all the the scratches on the footboard where the children rode horseback on it. (laughs) What do children do today, I wonder? with no footboards on the bed worth mentioning.
3: (laughs) That's right. How much do you get out of doors these days?
1: Ella takes me with her in the car sometimes when she's doing errands. And the rest of the time? I'm right here. Well, it's a nice sunny room.
3: You get out and take a short walk in the air every day and see if that doesn't help you sleep better.
1: I'll try it.
3: Well, I must be going. Oh, don't bother to come down with me. I'll let myself out.
1: All right. Thank you for dropping in.
3: Don't forget now what I told you. A short walk every day in the fresh air. Not too far and not too many hills.
1: Is that a prescription?
3: No, Mrs. Lane. Just a good old-fashioned remedy.
0: No matter how times change, Vaseline products retain their popularity and usefulness because they retain their fine old standards. And so you can continue to enjoy their benefits with confidence and safety just by making sure to look for the trademark Vaseline on the package when you buy. If you don't see it, you are not getting the genuine article. Months have gone by since Doctor Christian's visit to Old Mrs. Lane. It is an afternoon in mid-December. The sun has just set, and a certain shabby little brown house in the poorer section of Rivers End is wrapped in the gathering gloom. As Doctor Christian knocks softly at the back door, and then, getting no answer, opens the door and walks into the kitchen.
3: A little figure in a rocking chair comes
0: suddenly to life.
3: There's it. Charlie. It's me, Mrs. Lane. Not the question.
1: Oh, well, of course I, I recognize you now. I must have been dreaming.
3: Oh, I'm sorry if I frightened no,
1: you. Me. No, you didn't. I I'd fallen asleep, that's all. When I opened my eyes. Oh. Oh,
3: you're you're trembling. Here, sit down again. No,
1: I, I'm all right. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? What tricks the twilight plays on you.
3: I knocked, but I guess you didn't hear me.
1: How did you know I was here?
3: I was calling on the Polack next door.
1: And you saw me coming in.
3: No, but Mrs. Polack did one oh, hour ago.
1: Oh. I, uh, there was something I left here that I wanted, and I thought I'd come around and get it. I see. And then I just sat down for a minute, and next thing I knew, I dropped off.
3: Did you find what you were looking for? Yes.
1: I, uh, well.
3: Yes. No, it's so dark in here, I wonder
1: I didn't want to make a light. I, I mean, I... Uh,
3: somebody passing by, I might see it.
1: Yes, yes. See, after all, the house is supposed to be empty, you know? And
3: so you always sit here in the dark.
1: Always? What do you mean?
3: Well, you were here the day before yesterday. I... And last Friday. Was I? And the Friday before that... No,
1: no. It stormed all that week. I didn't get out at all. I...
3: So you have been coming here regularly.
1: You told me to take a walk every day. So I did. And this was just about the right distance. Yes. And when I got here, I... I generally felt the need to a little rest, though I...
3: You don't need to explain to me. I understand. <laughs> Does Ella know?
1: No. I didn't see no use in mentioning it to her. She'd only think it was morbid.
3: I don't know as if I approve of it myself.
1: What harm is it, Dr. And, and I...
3: sitting in a damp, cold house that's been shut out for the better part of the year? Oh. I hadn't thought of that. You're chilled through right now. Oh, okay. come along. I'll take you home. Oh, thank you. Give me your key, and I'll lock up. Yes. Maybe I'll keep it, just as a safeguard. Oh, no.
1: Yeah. No, please don't.
3: Well, then, will you promise yes, me not Yes,
1: to... I promise. You're right, Doctor. It is cold here. Cold and damp. And any.
3: as we drove up. What did you say? I just told her I'd pick her mother up on the way home and advised her hot toddy. Dr. Christian, do you think <laughs>
2: with a tendency to high blood pressure that... Uh... <laughs> Dr. Christian's office? Oh, who's calling? Oh, yes, he's right here, Mrs. Murray.
1: Speaking of angels. Hello?
3: Oh, good morning, Ella. Yes? Oh. Yes? Yes, have you taken the temperature? What what is it read? I see. All right, I'll be right over.
1: Is it Mrs. Lane?
3: Yes, she was taken with a bad chill during the night and is running a high temperature this morning. Oh.
1: If
3: anyone calls, tell them I'll be back later.
4: How is she, Doctor?
3: A little more comfortable, I think.
4: But uh, how is she actually?
2: We just had a wire from Lucy asking whether she'd better come on. What shall we tell her?
3: Well, it's hard to say. She might get here and find she'd made a long trip for nothing. Then again, if anything did happen and she wasn't here, she'd never forgive herself or us. There's a chance, then, that Mother may not
4: pull through. Yes. Oh,
2: is there anything we can do, Doctor?
4: What about sending for a specialist from town?
3: I have no objection, of course, but it is isn't necessary. But
4: if there's anything she needs, go ahead and get it. Never mind what it costs. Consider that you have a free hand.
3: Thank you.
2: We've every confidence in you, Dr. Christian. You
3: will need it, because what I'm about to recommend is quite drastic. Yes? What is it? I want to move your mother. Move her? Well, I think she'll be better off. But the nearest hospital is... I didn't say anything about a hospital... I want to move her back to her own home. What? The little brown house on the other side
4: of the tracks.
2: Dr. Christian, are you crazy?
4: Most
3: doctors would say
4: so. Move a 75-year-old patient in weather like this?
2: From a warm, comfortable, well-equipped house to a living... Ah,
4: that's
3: just it, Ella. This house of yours hasn't got the things your mother needs.
2: Why, it's got everything. It
3: hasn't got a hideous old carved walnut double bed, has it? And a walnut bureau over the marble top what and... What
2: are you talking about?
3: Those are the things your mother needs, Ella. Her own thing, the thing she's lived with for almost 50 years, and loves. Why, she's she's eating her heart out for them. She's dying for them.
2: And and you'd have us believe that if she went back there that she... She'd
3: recover? No. Of course, I don't claim that. But I do say if she found herself in her own home again, she'd want to live. And that's half of the battle.
4: How do you know she feels this way?
3: I found her over there the other day. Sitting in her little old rocking chair in the kitchen,
2: dreaming. Oh, so that's how she caught cold. Undoubtedly. And I'd tried to take such good care of her. Too good. Why, what do you mean?
3: For the past nine months, you watched over your mother, Ella, waited on her, treated her as if she had no mind or will of her own. Why? You wanted to make her comfortable, I know, but. You only succeeded in making her feel old and dependent and useless.
2: But she is old, Dr. Christian.
4: Seventy-five, her last birthday.
3: All the more reason, then, why she should have been allowed to do as she pleased.
4: You mean stay where she was, alone? Certainly. And eat what she wanted to Why not? Do her own housework. If that was a
3: pleasure. When a person has only a little while left on this earth, the main thing is to make that little while happy for them. Your mother never should have been uprooted and brought over here in the first place. And if she were cowards. Which, please God, she will. She's not coming back. Well,
4: when do you want to move her, Doctor?
3: Right away.
2: Oh, but that's impossible. Why, her house it's hasn't been. It's
3: all made up and ready for her. We've aired it thoroughly. Mrs. Polacko has kept the fires going for the past three days. That's made up, and we'll have her in it within an hour.
4: Very well.
2: Hello. Operator, give me the telegraph office.
4: Ella,
2: I'm wiring Lucy to start west.
1: Dr. Christian? Yes? Where?
3: Say, it's a nightmare.
2: (laughs) Oh, Doctor. Ella, are you here? We're all here, Mother dear. Lucy, child,
1: what in the world brought you on? Well, I didn't want to miss your housewarming. My... This is old home week, didn't you know that? I don't understand.
4: We moved you back here a couple of days ago, Mother. Oh,
1: I do remember now, kind of.
4: And here you're going to stay.
1: As long as I'm sick, and after you're well, too. After I'm well. sure. But why?
4: Because
3: Ella refuses to have you anymore. She says she can't be bothered looking out for any such able-bodied young person as you.
2: Dr. Christian, (laughs) he's making up the most terrible lies, Mother. I wanted you to make your home with me for the rest of your life. But he and the rest of the family all thought you'd be happier here. And I I can really stay here.
4: As long as you want.
3: Well,
1: you're not just telling me this just because I'm sick and you think it'll make me feel better.
3: Look, let me show you something. When I raise your head up, you take a peek over the footboard. No, no. Wait a minute. That's too high. Go around the end of it instead. That's better. Straight through that door into the kitchen.
4: Now, what do you see?
1: A new stove.
4: Is it the kind you wanted, Mother? The
1: very one I picked out.
4: Well, that's what Dr. Christian said, but we weren't sure. A new
1: stove. White, with red and black.
4: Now will you believe you're going to stay?
2: Yes. Oh, children, <laughs> Oh, now, don't get on that bed, Lucy. Nick, <laughs> don't you know that when a person... Oh, listen, get on the bed. It, it's like old times when you were all little.
3: That's right. You tell them where to get on and where to get off. After all, this is your home.
0: And just to show you that all Rivers End stories have happy endings, we take you to the Jones basement. Buddy, aged eight, is giving his views on women.
1: Nope. Girls can't be carpenters. Why not? Oh, because they can't. No, I don't see why. Well, who ever heard of a woman carpenter anyway? Girls can do anything that boys can do. Let's go. Well, they can't. They can't even hit a nail in the head. Oh, oh, my thumb! <laughs> What, you, what did you do? Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Oh, did a nail in my thumb. <laughs> Never mind, buddy. Don't <laughs> cry. Here's the tube of Vaseline jelly right here on the tool shelf where Daddy keeps it for emergencies. Now, let's wash her some good and then we'll spread the Vaseline jelly all over it. Daddy says, for bumps and bruises, Vaseline jelly is the handiest thing in the house.
0: Every household needs several jars or tubes of Vaseline jelly for emergencies like this one which occur every day. Keep one in the bathroom medicine closet and one in the kitchen and one in the garage or workroom. Vaseline jelly is only 10 cents a jar anywhere in the United States. Be sure when you buy to look for the trademark Vaseline on the package. If you don't see it, you are not getting the genuine article. Prices of Vaseline products mentioned on this program apply only to the United States. Herschel, our star, who appears on this program through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, is preparing for his radio friends the most unique gift, one that nobody but Gene Herschel himself could have made possible. It will be announced on this series of programs shortly, so be sure to listen for it and tell your friends to listen. We'll be back again at this hour next Sunday with another delightful Dr. Christian story. Heard on today's program were a little old lady from the show is on, and with a smile and a song from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. This is Arthur Gilmore bidding you good afternoon for the makers of Vaseline Preparation. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.